0: Ties and fights podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Ties and fights podcast. Ties and fights.
1: Love, exciting, and new. Climb aboard, we're expecting you, the love pod. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Uncle Haldy, Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the nation of conversation, the Hair, not the spare, Danielle Radford.
0: I am the youngest, but I am the hairiest.
1: <laughs> That's right. And below the kelk, Lindsay Kelk.
0: I I don't know what to do with that, but I'll just go with it.
1: (laughs) I never know what to do. I never know know, what to do with any of them.
0: Look, because your signature move is hidden below the kelk. Uh, I mean, I'm not against it. I think if you can get away with it, everything's available to you. That's how I feel about cheating. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Whoa, I'm sorry. Growing up as a child, we had a poster on our kitchen Mm -hmm. door of Garfield weighing himself, but holding some balloons. And on the poster, it said, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. And I had that in my kitchen as a child. So what was anyone expecting from me other than that? I would be a wrestling fan.
1: Garfield constantly cheating the scale and death. (laughs) That's the premise of the conversation. I mean, if nothing
2: else, his cholesterol would have been through the roof. Oh, yeah. I love my cats. I have two big-ass tabbies. I am not cleaning up after cheese shits. <laughs> I don't like cleaning up after my own cheese shits.
0: <laughs> Let alone all that lasagna on the floor. Like, he's a messy eater. I realized
1: recently <laughs> a couple of things. I love lasagna. I can't Amazing. stand Mondays. I don't like people I perceive as a threat to, like, where I am. True mm-hmm. story. And also... I don't like to share things. (laughs) Am I Garfield but a person?
0: I'm fine with it um, because I've often thought it of myself. I don't know. So I would encourage that diagnosis. Uh, Dr. Kelk encourages that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. For I have also diagnosed Mm -hmm. myself as a Garfield. I even have my own normal in the house. Anyone listening to this as it follows me on social media will know I have a small, gray, <gasps> adorable cat that gets away with all kinds of shit. You leave Anderson out of this. I also like to think Garfield would be a wrestling fan. A little bit. I think, I think Garfield would totally be a <laughs> wrestling fan. Like, he'd have it on in the background. I think He hates wrestle. Mondays. Like, all mm-hmm. he has going for him is raw. He's like, oh fuck me, Monday again. And he's like, oh, okay, well, <sighs> end of Monday. Well, after my lasagna. And just constantly cucking his owner. <laughs> I feel
2: like that is a very, like...
0: Yeah, wrestling thing. Yeah, and Odie's like a dumb, a dumb baby jobber. You know, he's jobbing Odie out left, right, and center. Oh my god! It's just, it's just the bloodline. (laughs) Mm.
2: Oh. Oh gosh, is Normal Sammy or is Odie Sammy?
0: Normal's too devious to be Sammy.
2: That's exactly Mm. what I thought. Normal is Jay. Yeah,
0: Normal could be Jay. Very cute, hey, very to me. cute. Love right? me, love me, love me. I'm into that, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Send him to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. far away. Abu
2: Dhabi. That's where you'll stay.
1: If we're talking about the bloodline, Roman is Dorothy, Paul Heyman is Sophia, <laughs> the, the Usos and, and, Solo. and Solo collectively are Blanche, yeah. and Sammy is Rose.
0: yeah. Nailed on. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no. There's no debate in that. That is exactly oh, right. And
1: Seth Rollins is Stanley's Bornack. oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dorothy's ex. Oh gosh. Maybe uh, Julian put a pin in this. Maybe we could do one of these for um, Max Fund Drive, where we just cast people in sitcoms. Because now I desperately want to do Two Two Seven. I desperately want to do. There's no single. place like I home. I want to do Friends. There's no place like home. I want to do Friends. Sex and the City? Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Oh my god, Pitch them is f- that this is what we're saying, Lindsay mm-hmm. Kell, get on the get on the
0: train. I was mm-hmm. on the train. It's just I, d- I didn't see any of these sitcoms. But I am on the train. <laughs> like I grew up in another country, guys. I don't know all of these sitcoms. I'm so sad.
2: The great thing about tropes is that they transcend uh, the Trans America. No,
0: I I can't wait to sit with you go you all and cast Allo low and the Vicar of Dibley uh, and some of the other co- yes. Black are Adders gone through for. Yep, yeah, are you being served, Grace and favour on the buses? I mean, they do keep coming. They do keep coming.
1: So last week. I want to do this at a fair way. Last week, we talked about Batista and his, his transition from wrestling into acting. Of course, he's got a movie out called Knock at the Cabin. So nobody say anything. Just show of hands among the four of us. Raise your hand if you've watched a Knock at the Cabin
2: why would i do that oh sorry you said not talk this
1: is i every time every time i say either just one <laughs> word answer or don't say anything i know D- i know uh, i'm gonna danielle? go to danielle first i'm like just say one word yes or no and you're like well here's the thing i want to tell you it becomes well i, I feel it? like i've sent jeffy and pj across the street to get a cup of milk
2: look you know that tiktok where the girl is like no it goes in the circle no it goes in the circle the square, where does this one go? No, it goes in the square. And then she's just freaking out as the man keeps putting it in the other thing.
0: Uh-huh. That's me. I'm the man. <laughs> and it just keeps putting all of the wrong shapes in the wrong holes. Can I get points for having read the book? I know that's talking again, but I've read the yeah. book. I read the book. <laughs> Can I have points for the book?
1: Does not count, oh. no. Okay. Batista does not appear in the book. Raise your hand, the other three people. Yes. I. We know. We know that Danielle is not.
2: <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about Knock at the Cabin. Like, obviously, <laughs> people... No, I've heard it's great, and I've heard he's fantastic
0: in yes, it. I, I can't wait to watch it. Yay, Dave. Go, Dave.
1: I feel like the last M. Night Shyamalan movie I really enjoyed was Split.
0: I really thought you were going to say The Sixth Sense, and I was going to say, "How? that's so rude, but true. No, he's, um, he's from I Philadelphia. <laughs> I used to see
1: him at Sixers games all the time. Aww. He still goes. I, mean, he has season... I knew where mm-hmm. his season tickets were. They were... Relatively close to where, where you, ours like, are. Did you
0: go and get a hot dog when he went to get a hot dog and go to get a soda when he went to get a soda and go to the toilet when he went no, to the toilet?
1: that's not who I am, Good but I was you. in a Will Smith video once. You can see me oh. standing right next to him because he shot it during halftime. Fun fact. Oh. You go find that's it yourself, awesome. you send everybody. That to me
2: because I want to? No. Um, well, send it to me and not to everyone.
1: I like a lot of his movies. Some of them are not as much for me, but... Right, I felt like that one was a real return to like, oh, this is suspenseful. What's going on? And then that got me into seeing Glass, which,
2: you know, maybe glass not for me. Glass is really fun. I, I like Glass.
1: I, yeah, I feel like I wanted. I feel like it got to a certain point where I was like, oh, this is ending in a schmaz You know what I mean? Like, you sometimes yes. you're watching a match, you're really excited about it. You're like, oh, this is we're gonna get something here, and then it's just a schmaz And it's like, well, what people who have nothing to do even with the storyline are in there. Like, what? Why is? Why is Hardcore Holly running to the ring? Like he has nothing to do with this. Why is he here? All of
2: his stuff is just a smudge. Like that's just that's just it's it's that or it's a Broadway, which is like fine. Um, uh, uh, I will say that it's he is unfairly maligned because he set an unrealistic expectation for himself. Um, that's never happened in wrestling before where he made people think that like maybe because of the way that he does one thing, that's going to be the way that everything is. Mm -hmm. And then he felt like a weird need to try to um, deliver on that instead of just tell good stories. Mm -hmm. Everything is
0: wrestling.
1: I have a question. This is for specifically for Danielle, but I would like, I I mean, everybody answer it. Danielle, you are clearly from the school of, of two dudes, right? You know me, I love two two dudes. dudes. However, I feel like we're getting this tease that while Cody's like, I'm going to face you. I want to face you, Sammy, that we're, we're working our way towards a triple threat match at WrestleMania. I won the 2023 Royal Rumble. I punched my ticket. Michael Cole said it on commentary. He said, finish the story. Finish the story. Finish the story. I intend to finish my story. You need to finish yours. Is that something you would still be excited about?
2: I love the ending of the story and I'm willing to see it through to whatever the conclusion is. But me, you got two nights of WrestleMania, you got two belts. Why aren't those both being fought on the nights of WrestleMania? I want to have separate moments of both of those things and maybe they end in the end with Roman still having both titles which is kind of how I would do it and then they get back together you have them meet back up at SummerSlam to be like one of us has got to fight to be in contention for Universal Championship and then go from there but that's just me you know that's just me fan booking
1: What do you think Lindsay?
0: You know I just at this point I'm so in I actually don't care and I mean that in the literal opposite way to what I said a year ago when I said I don't think I care anymore and I'm ready to be out like I am so all in on however this goes down that I haven't even really bothered to fan book which is wild. Because I love a, well, if they did this, they could do this. They could do that. They could have shenanigans. This guy could do this guy. And, and I enjoy that. And that's part of being a fan. I think we all love that. That's part of why we watch wrestling and part of why we're invested. Because um, we love it when we're right and we love it when they get us. We even like being mad when we're wrong. You know, it's like, oh, yes. I was right. They sucked. They fucked us up. We enjoy that too. I am so into it. On, I think they're doing a stellar job of bringing Cody in. Cody Paul Heyman last week was so fantastic. I thought Cody Sammy this week was really great. Uh I thought Ooh. Cody Cody's gotta stop being like on the verge of tears. Constantly, Mike. Don't cry because you love Sammy so much, you big baby. Now take your shirt off at wrestle a man. Well, I what love- do you expect from a civil
2: rights leader? That's
0: true. That's he true. just I'm yeah. not to bring being everyone fair. in the
2: locker room together. I'm not
0: being fair, uh, but I love it so much. Glory. I love what they're doing with Sammy and the Bloodline. I love Paul Heyman telling Jimmy to stay home. I love Jay showing up at the last <gasps> minute for his brother because he's his brother. Oh. Of course, he showed up oh. for his brother. Oh there are so many moving pieces. I am just loving sitting back and watching it all unfold. And I trust them. I trust them to do what they're going to do. I, I don't love I three agree. dudes. I like two dudes at Mania. I love how they're bringing Cody in, but I think there's too much beef between Sammy and Roman for them to fold it in fully. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's been done so well so far, that it's like anything that I say is just me being like, I'm fantasy booking. More than likely, I'm going to really fucking enjoy whatever I see. I hope. But also, man, that TikTok that Roman did. <laughs> I nearly not, put no it, over. it over. I nearly
0: put it over, but there's too many <laughs> okay. things. Okay.
2: There were too many things this week. So Roman did a TikTok where clearly he had just like come out of the shower and just put his hair back. He hadn't even slicked it back, just put it back in a ponytail and was like. If you got to have a pep rally to convince each other that you can beat me." You don't stand a chance. <laughs> I'll see you in Montreal.
0: If only Roman had thought to say this idea rhymes with, yeah. and then it would have been great. <laughs> he should have. Yeah, man. Oh, Roman, come talk to us. We can help you with your, yeah. with your social media. We can we we'll do it like, like, drop, you. Drop, drop. We'll help you drop
2: it, babe.
1: Yeah. Here's what I think of your little bit.
2: Rhymes with shit.
1: Exactly. That's exactly yeah, what it should have yeah, been. See? Oh, man.
2: Trigger, trigger, Julian. He is
1: over, we're he is out. hand we're over out. the button we're like out. he's on Jeopardy and I love it. I'm here for it.
2: Rhymes with um,
1: <laughs> Sorry, you you said love it, so I had to. I love it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Becky and Bailey are not going to be in the elimination chamber. They were both beaten by Bianca and Raw's main event or they lost. Neither one of them won is probably the better way to say it. We also have the U.S. title being put on the line in the chamber. That's exciting. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Who is the face? So I feel like he's t- I think trying to Seth. kind of play heel about it. He
0: is, but I think he's doing that until <laughs> Logan is on the scene. You think so? I just think you're not gonna get Logan Paul over the face at WrestleMania in LA. Like you're just no. not. And people Come love on. singing no, that no, no. song. People love singing that fucking song. It's three notes and yet it's gross and atonal and like minor key and I it makes my bones hurt. But people love singing that fucking song and he's not a heel if everyone stood up singing his do ba. Like, you know? Seth's got it. Seth's got it. Big boots or not, mischief boots or otherwise. You know those boots like are like a grand. Well, because they're not actually meant for sale. They're from art.
2: Yeah, they're art. It's from an art Mm -hmm. collective, and that's why they look like the shoes that your me wears when you're like, (laughs) dude, dude,
0: dude,
2: dude, dude,
0: dude, dude. I was excited (cıks) to see that (coughs) Seth was wearing them at like exactly the same (laughs) time as Diplo. I was wearing them in, like, (laughs) uh, I think the Knicks game. He was at the front at the Knicks game, and I was like, that's cute. I bet Diplo doesn't know this, or he wouldn't have won them. Seth
2: Rollins is Seth Rollins, and that's what's great about him is he's going to be okay. He talked so much shit on. He's going to be okay. (laughs) He's going to do fine.
1: I know it's really going to hurt him if he loses to Logan Paul, but he will survive. I know it's hard to
2: believe. No. But it's also like he has been on like a tirade recently, where he's mm-hmm. basically been like, you know what I love, dumb shoes and
0: hating Phil. I <laughs> and honestly, I, I we we needed a whole episode for me to put over that clip of Seth Rollins saying that he hates Phil, and then just seeing the reactions of everyone's and faces. It's <laughs> it like everyone knows this. People know this, right? I don't. I don't care for Phil. Like the man's a cancer. I was like, oh my. God,
1: would you like to see Phil Brooks uh, back at WWE oh Philly Phil stay away stay away you cancer get away from me forever wow yeah no I don't like Phil I don't like Phil he's a jerk oh did we just figure that out did we just figure that out no everybody in the room like it's like oh no dude did he say that yeah no he's a jerk come on we figured it out over there we knew it over here I don't want him
2: back I don't care if it's a work. I don't care if he's just doing his I don't just, care, like, I don't think it is. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's fun. And I think that every time he got on a thing in the last week, people were like, hey, so uh, what do you, th- what do you, you think hate about Phil? Phil? And he's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, our civil rights leader, Cody, who was like, we built something at AEW, and and, and just, you know, the, the thing that happened after um, All Out was just ugly. And it was like, yes, that is why Martin Luther King chose you. <laughs>
0: to walk amongst him to make sure that you're we're just blessed to have him we're blessed to have him Uh, but I do think (laughs) also blessed to have Seth but I think the great thing about Seth versus Logan is Seth can carry this program uh, without Logan being around every week Seth can still hype it up every Mm -hmm. week without Logan being there we know that Seth will like go to where Logan is and stir some shit up to. I think it's a really great WrestleMania program.
1: This segment at VidCon? Yeah. Great.
0: Seth's not afraid to make himself look however he needs to look for the match to work. So um, He's already
2: established. Yeah. He doesn't need to prove anything. Very into it.
1: Well, if you're into it or not, you can always share your thoughts with us in our Facebook group and also find us on all the other socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we're here to talk all about love. That's up next on Tights and fights. I'm Jordan Morris. And I'm Jesse Thorne. On Jordan Jesse Go, we make pure, delightful nonsense. We rope in awesome guests and bring them down to our level. We got stupid with Judy Greer.
0: My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds. Pat Oswalt.
1: Can I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries? Thank you. And Kumail Nanjiani. I've come back with cat toothbrushes, which is impossible to use. Come get stupider with us at MaximumFun.org. Look, your podcast app's already open. Just pull it out. Give Jordan Jesse Go a try. Being Smart is hard. Be dumb instead. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by
2: Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk.
1: This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Rhymes with shit. Holy shit
0: WWE. Donovan. I love Kate!
2: On a hard part victory.
0: Live, Al. What?
1: what? Cody Rhodes would tell us that wrestling is a love story. So we're going to take a look at which stories over the years made us love love in the silly world of pro wrestling. You know, there's nothing new. Again, like all of wrestling is like three different stories over and over and over again. And love is one of them. It's definitely now that women are more prominent, you don't have just Miss Miss Elizabeth, but that was really like the first major national love based storyline. It kind of all starts with Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth breaking up the mega powers and then him leaving her and them getting back together again, like everything. She was central to so much of the Macho Man. Do you have memories of that or is this something you've gone back to watch? Because neither uh, of, wa- of you were watching for that original.
0: Yeah, I think I am on record at this point as saying this is one of my earliest memories. This is my yeah. so this and Hitman with my two things they were my two ways in. I remember watching this and it was the Miss Elizabeth uh, Macho Man Ric Flair Lo- not even a love triangle because it wasn't a love triangle. It was a non-consensual triangle. It was a love line yes. it was a love line with a Dot that no one wanted, Rick. But I was also watching, I'm going to say it for your benefit, Dynasty. We said dynasty. Uh, And Dallas at the same time. So I was very into, I was like fucking nine or something (laughs) absurd. And I'm sat up watching these very terrifying American soaps. Very into the Macho Man, Ric Flair, Miss Elizabeth storyline. I love a tortured love story. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm as an adult, I'm like, oh, not healthy. But you will look back now and it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. When Rick said he had nudes of her and he was going to show nudes of her, I'm like, oh, we don't do that now. But at the time it was like, how scandalous. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. Little nine-year-old Lindsay with her fucking cocoa pops, yumming it up.
1: Danielle, what is a a love-based storyline that you enjoy? Throw one out there.
2: I feel like this one counts. And I think that this is like one of those of the line of whether or not you believe one thing or the other, but Golden Lovers is probably one of my favorite romantic storylines. It spans so many years of their career. I don't know what their deal is in real life, and I'm not going to pretend like I know. Like, that's not cool. But what I will say is that on screen, they were definitely, like, pretty clear about the fact that they're a couple. They're, like, making out and stuff. Like, they're pretty clear about it. And so um, the way that that culminated... I mean, if any of you have been listening to the pod long enough, you know I cried when I described it. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. um, a big old deal for
0: me. That was the big moment I fell in me. love with Danielle. And I like to talk about Aww. this, too. And Danielle was retelling the story. And she said that Kota was about to leave the ring. But then he turned around and said, no, not my baby, and turned back. And I just remember your delivery of no, not my baby. And it remains one of my favorite moments of Tights and Fights. Of the whole world. Because I felt it too. And that's because the Golden Lovers, they made us feel, they made us feel it. They made us feel it. Yes, they were this like couple, um, you know,
2: obviously like, look, New Japan and the both of them definitely did not dissuade it. They definitely leaned into it. So it's not like a weird thing to say that this is what was happening. But they had this long storyline of them being together and then Kenny being seduced by the dark side Mm -hmm. um, and then going over and becoming like this massive heel going to the top while Coda is trying to, oh gosh, I'm going to cry while Coda (laughs) is trying to like um, reach out to him and be like, this isn't who you are. This isn't who you are. Remember who you are in that moment of he has reached his peak. He is the king shit of Mountain of the Bullet Club, and then they betray him because of Cody. And then guess who comes? Oh gosh. Guess who comes out? I love a battle couple. I'm so sorry. Guess who comes out to save him? Is Coda. Coda Bucci has just saved Kenny Omega. And he tries to like get away. And Coda is like, nah, dude. We have been through too much. You are too important to me. And Coda fucking grabs him and pulls him into this hug and it just... (sighs) There's ticker tape. (laughs) Glitter comes from the goddamn (laughs) ceiling as though God understands how important what just happened is.
1: And this is what these fans have been waiting for literally
0: for years.
2: And they are just holding each other and crying, and I'm crying, and I'm a heap on the floor. I think it's my golden lovers.
1: You sure it's not Santino Morello and Beth Phoenix?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I have to watch you sure? it again. Um... <laughs> you sure?
1: I'm just going to give you one chance to change up your answer.
2: Look, never say never. What about you, Lindsay?
1: Is there is there one that sticks out to you one
0: I mean, I'm just—I'm a, I'm a fan there. of all of them. I remember we were chatting about this in the group chat, and I was like, "I don't know, I don't remember any of these," and then proceeded to uh, like roll off like ten of them because I do—I do enjoy a good rom- rom-com or romance. Would you believe it? I really do have good, warm, happy feelings towards Otis and Mandy. That made me so happy because it was done. I thought mm-hmm. so well in time gone by. That story would have been very ugly, and it would have been making a mockery of Otis and it would have been making a slag out of Andy and it didn't do that it was very um delicate with its touch it showed a real connection between the two of them it really showed sort of a flourishing connection and understanding between them it wasn't played for laughs in an ugly way I really loved that and it was written by a lady just saying My Otis, yes. Thanks for coming out there, by the way. Absolutely, and just oh my gosh, she's just—I'm so happy to just have her away from me, to be honest. Get her down the road.
1: Take a hike. That's right, take
0: a hike. And Otis, you've got to be extremely proud of your beautiful Peach, right?
1: Oh yes, my spicy pepper. She came out to that ring, marching down there like like a human cast iron, hot (laughs) and steamy.
0: But yeah, there are just so many, and I love them when they're not this big dark focus. They're the ones that I like are these little side stories that are treated with humor and grace and everyone gets to come out of it with their dignity intact. Um, mm. I think it has helped that there's been a, it's been a real rise lately of acknowledging real life wrestling couples. Mm. Um, that's something like I'm thinking about. Yeah, Johnny Yo, and Candace, yes. Seth and Becky they talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, they really have started making a big, it's, you know, I think we're out of the reality era if we were ever in the reality era, because the reality era was never really about reality itself, but kayfabe reality, right? Like total, totes spells, right. tote steves. But now it is kind of just like, well, you know this is a thing, so let's just have it be on the table. And I'm finding that very interesting. Eth and Beth Eth and Ethan Eth and, <laughs> and Uh, You know, dum dum and Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know is not real. But in our, all of our hearts, Ray and Mrs. Ray, Ray and Mrs. Ray are on TV and they're real. So I, I'm love, I I mean, I'm obsessed with Beth and Edge as everyone knows all the time. Yeah. So I love it. I love to see love.
1: There's still great room for fake couples as well. I love, we don't have Rhea and Dom on this list, which is a a still developing love story. But what's great about it is, uh, is all the references it makes to the original Latino heat which is Eddie yes. Guerrero in China which which came together in the spring of 2000
2: If you think I'm sexy
0: <laughs> You heard out Rod right, Stewart?
2: Well, mama just let me know Which I didn't think I was going to like I didn't know enough about Eddie Guerrero at that point because I hadn't been like a big WCW person. So, like, when all of the like new radicals came over, I was like, who the fuck are these dudes? Like, who cares? And so, when that happened, my first thought was like, oh, great. Well, they're nerfing China. They're making it so that China is like not as important as a woman. And then sometimes things just work and it's just okay. Sometimes you have like a woman like China who is China and then you have this fucking phenom that is Eddie Guerrero who can make any angle work and they just they won me over for sure
1: it was a great storyline they had great chemistry together uh, they had fun uh there was a lot of fun stuff about the title the IC title at the time and European title like there are a lot of different fun things happening it was the European that he had during that run. It was such a fun couple and where Latino heat comes from. And I feel like there are probably wrestling fans now who don't know because that was 23 years ago. Oh my goodness. That the Mysterios keep that alive. That part of their legacy in wrestling is tied to the Guerrero family and specifically yeah. Eddie and how much he meant to them. And Obviously, he meant a lot to Dom. I'm sure Dom spent a lot of time with him as a kid, and
2: well, because that's his son. <laughs> right?
1: Yes, his actual dad. Well, his now real we know dad. what
0: Dom's doing with his hair, too. Now that all makes sense. Yeah. Now we've reached peak Eddie haircut. Um, now I get so, it. Yeah. It took a minute. I love
1: the Miz and Maurice as a couple. Yeah. I have seen them locally. Yes, they must live somewhere near where I live because I, I traveled out. I, to I, a, a I'll, very... I'll
0: drop you a pin. Later on today, Uh, (laughs) like I follow Maurice's wheelings and dealings in the real estate world. So uh, I
2: happen to know that. Yeah, I've seen and I wasn't a dick about it. In fact, I didn't even let him know that I recognized him. But I saw Miz in a Target home section once where I was like, oh, you're clearly just buying like new fixtures for the bathrooms and the kitchen for the home that you are flipping. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I didn't say anything to him because clearly he didn't want to be bothered. But like, oh, yeah, those dudes are totally around.
1: They seem like a really fun couple and they seem like very devoted parents, which is uh, which is great. Another great couple that seemed to be very devoted parents, but who had maybe a uh, less than savory on-screen coupling was Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. He kidnaps her, and you think he gets her married while she's drugged or drunk in Vegas. Turns out she was in on it the whole time. But that broke up another relationship, which was Stephanie McMahon and Test, and Tess going through a whole thing to have to prove himself as being worthy of being with her. Like he was, he was like a major face for a while because of that. And that in that like fall of 1999 into mm. December era.
2: Thank God he didn't have to
0: puke.
1: <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna, gonna,
0: pure. He, he's gonna so, I've heard they're wonderful parents from friends that have kids in the same school I've only heard that they are exceptional parents so that's nice cause you gotta you know wonder about Stephanie's upbringing <laughs> and, by, and by wonder I mean we know that her dad made her like do those storylines
2: <laughs> oh my
0: god yeah he's such a like girl dad
2: yeah but yeah. but Adults. to be fair, it is one of those things where at first I was like, oh, well, you only care about the women because all of your kids are women. And then it's like, you go back, obviously not perfect, did some not perfect shit. But Chips has also always kind of been like, yeah, man, like, let's give it up for the big bitches. Let's do what we can for big bitches nationwide. <laughs>
0: That's that's on his uh, on his resume. I understand. Yeah. That is a lot yeah. I mean and he's keeping it fresh. You know, he went in and saw a, a resume doctor and was like, "What do I need to put on this?" And he was like, "Underline this section. Italicize, underline."
1: One more before we get out of here because it would feel weird to talk about uh real relationships being used Uh, In wrestling storylines without talking about one of the biggest of all time, that being the love triangle between Lita and Edge and Matt Hardy. Mm. For those who don't know, Matt Hardy and Lita were a real-life couple who became an on-camera couple. Matt Hardy gets legit injured and he's on the shelf. Meanwhile, Lita is traveling with Edge, who is Edge and Christian and the Hardys, are close friends. The two of them fall in love with each other. Matt finds out about it, creates a big stink. He gets cut from the company. And let go. And then they decide, let's bring him back. Edge is now a super hot heel. Edge was always the guy they were going to hitch their wagon to. And they bring Matt Hardy back. He does an appearance on Bite This where he calls in while Lita is a guest. And then he shows up on TV and starts beating beating up Edge. We get the Matt Hardy will not die. Uh, that whole thing is turned into an angle And And uh, it's very uncomfortable. It was very compelling to watch at the the time. The bite
2: this thing was very weird, right?
1: Why is it uh, you're you're more in love with Adam Colton than me? Why did you throw away six good years? Why'd you you flush that down the drain? Uh, Especially considering this guy has been married twice and he's run over every woman he's been with. What makes you think you're so special? What makes you think you're different?
0: I I don't know that I need to tell you about my relationship with... I think
1: you you owe it to me considering I I have given you six good years of my life. And I'll probably love you more than anyone else would love you. Like at that time, I remember the extent to which that blurred the lines, especially when Matt Hardy showed up on Raw again. I was under no delusion that wrestling was real, but I was like, what is going on? Because it was so clear he had been, he had already been released. It was done. So... It was really bizarre. It's the same thing as like a similar feeling. Like remember when Enzo showed up at like an NXT show yes. and got Ugh. escorted out from the audience. I, I love
2: her. The security guard. Same yeah.
1: feeling of like, oh, he's not supposed to be here. They're gonna get rid of him. Like, where did he come from? He just shows up out of nowhere. Comes out of the crowd. He's dressed in plain. He's not dressed in wrestling gear. Like that really d- did a lot to. It was very compelling television, but also incredibly painful for the people involved in it. Mm-hmm.
0: And whose career suffered the most?
1: Lita's, Lita's. Lita's career suffered. Yeah.
0: Who got called the slack? Lita. Lita.
1: Absolutely. Ugh. We asked you in the Nation of Conversation to share some of your thoughts. Charlie McCon or Macon said Indy Hartwell giving the thumbs up while Dexter Loomis took her to the back is one of the greatest images professional wrestling has ever produced.
0: A gifted comedian.
1: <laughs> Emma Grace said, Billy and Chuck are a really interesting lens to view queer stuff through. Obviously not a good lens, but an interesting one. Yeah, we all remember how that ended. Like,
2: I'd rather watch it through Indy.
1: Yeah, the whole that whole storyline was basically Vince McMahon going, no homo, like not good <laughs> at all in any way, shape or form. If you want to share some thoughts on love and wrestling, or just one of the two, it's your life. We're not going to judge you. Just come to our social (laughs) network accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm Mark Gagliardi, and we're the hosts of We Got This with Mark and Hal, the weekly show where we settle the debates that are most important to you. That's right. What arguments are you and your friends having that you just can't settle? Apples or oranges? Marvel or DC? Fork versus spoon? Chocolate or vanilla? Best bagel? What's the best Disney song? We got this with Mark and Hal every week on Maximum Fun. We do the arguing, so you don't have to. Oh, all answers are final for all people for all time. We got this. Welcome back to Titan Fights, I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by...
0: Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk.
1: Now it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count.
0: Watch my three count. One, two, on it.
1: That was sick. Danielle, what would you like to put over?
2: You know, we spent a lot of time talking about love and lovers on this podcast, Valentine's Day isn't just about like the things that you can do for your lover, but the ways that you can take care of yourself. And I think that no one demonstrated that more fully than when Dom took mommy to a restaurant to celebrate Valentine's Day, which turned out their table had been stolen by a different couple of Mysterios. But that was okay because they were able to get their table back. And we learned the way that Dom, Dom Dom Down Treats someone like a Aria Ripley the way that they deserve to be treated.
0: Where's the waiter to get all this? Mm-hmm. F-
2: I don't know. Terrible. Come get this crap. Hey. Come on. Oh, you guys, can you get this out of here, please? Me. Sorry about that. Why am I helping? I don't know. I have to Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Can uh, can plus. you bring me your most expensive bottle of champagne and your finest chicken fingers? Sure. And hold the ketchup. He doesn't like spice. I do not. Ranch. ranch? We want ranch. Beautiful. Yes. Perfect. Cheers. And uh yeah that's it <laughs> Spice. like yeah that's it oh, shit. That's um so good. give me a most expensive bottle of champagne and your finest chicken tendies yes i'm sorry we maligned dom as much as anyone did but goddamn, did that boy get the assignment jesus fucking christ that's the funniest thing i have seen all week no ketchup he doesn't like, doesn't spice. like spice. He what a doesn't heel. like spice. Can what I get heel. can I get your most expensive bottle of champagne and your finest chicken tenders? Come
0: on. But that ranch, dude gets. But it. Only ranch. Only ranch. Oh. oh my he doesn't like spice. No. <laughs> Ketchup can be spicy.
1: Lindsay, what would you like to put over?
0: I um would like to follow in the footsteps of the great civil rights leader, Cody Rhodes. Um, and celebrate Uh, Black History Month. But really, I'm putting over our boy, Big Atore. Big Atore Ewan and pals, Titus O'Neil, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander all showed up at the wrestling club. I know we talked about them before. But it's so wholesome. If you go to Big E's Twitter, you can see the video of when the the guys show up to surprise the kids. Um, And it's just really magical. And I love wholesome content and less related to black history but everyone likes goats uh run to Seamus's Instagram immediately the whitest man who ever lived to go and see him doing yoga with some goats because that's wholesome content too there's so much wholesome wrestling content on the internet this week the edge at uh, his daddy daughter dance with his kid you can see that video oh. on Beth's Instagram wholesome content I'm putting over wholesome content Julian chicken tendies goats surprising <laughs> kids oh what a week
1: This club has everything. You know, for the last couple of years, there's been an unmistakable void in professional wrestling. Once Mark Calloway, better known as The Undertaker, retired. And you wonder, who could step up to fill the shoes of such an iconic performer? And thankfully, someone has, much like the Ghostbusters, answered the call. And that is our friend rj city who offers a fresh take on the dead man here it is
2: hi my name is rj i'm six foot seven and i will be auditioning for the role of undertaker in undertaker one dead man show kiss today goodbye and forget about tomorrow we did what we had to do can't forget, won't regret what I did for love. What I did for love. And
1: I'm comfortable wearing temporary tattoos. <laughs> Book it. Book Amazing. it. Go watch this. And if you're out there, if you're a Broadway producer or if you're Triple H, don't leave money on the table. Please go cash in on this one. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. Follow me at Hal Lublin. Go play video games I'm in. Listen to other podcasts that I do. Explore the wonderful world
2: of Lublin. Won't you please, Danielle? Hello, I'm Danielle Radford. I'm one of the writers of Honest Trailers. Go watch us on that. Also, so I've been saying, oh, hey, I'm going to be part of an RPG. So I'm part of the Clear Skies. A um, official Star Trek online RPG. So you can find us, I believe, on their Twitch on every Monday at 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Honestly, it's just like us nerds mostly just like we work at a shipyard and we're trying to build the impossible ship. So if that sounds like something that you would be into, like if you're into like the... um Just Star Trek in general, not so much the Star Trek movies where it's like, fight, 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 go, go, go. But more the Star Trek TV show where it's like, let's explore how this thing affects this thing and how these things affect these people. This is what you want to do. And it's like official, so that's tight. So, yeah, uh, go check me out. Clear Skies, a Star Trek online RPG. Calm down.
0: Lindsay. I am supposed to be writing a book. So I'm not doing anything else (laughs) because it takes so much time, y'all. But I am on social media if you want to find me not working uh, or you just want to find out more about the books I've already written or where you can find out more stuff at Lindsay Kelk everywhere on the internet. Uh, I'm likely there. I'm likely on Instagram saying, hey, check me out, not working. And if you see me doing that, do feel free to say, excuse me, madam. Uh, my mother isn't with us anymore. So someone needs to step in and say, excuse me, madam. What are you supposed to be doing? Because uh, quite frankly, my husband wouldn't dare. So just <laughs> just giving that opportunity to anyone who feels like taking on that responsibility. At Lindsey Kelk, come say hi.
1: Our producer is one lucky pun, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. So we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the MaxFun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. It's official and it can be yours for money. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights.
2: So one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's first credited role is Gay Karate Man.
0: Nice. Yeah. maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned,
2: audience supported.